It's frustrating, this Carry On movie. One of the ones that's overlooked, and it's one of the early 70s ones, so quite a lot of those were overlooked. It, it, and it's also strange because you've got Carry On Loving in 1970. This is 1971, but just before this movie, you've got one of the ones that people still rather like, Carry On Henry. And um, so you'll know that the, the film I'm talking about is Carry On At Your Convenience. And the reason why it's frustrating is because I think it could be a really good movie. Half of it is going somewhere good and then they either lose, they haven't got enough material or they don't have the balls to continue because they think it's getting a bit serious this. You'll know the story, I feel sure. It's in 71, so the zeitgeist after the Heath government of 1970 and the three-day week and all of that, you know, he was he was gone um, fairly quickly, Heath. Didn't serve his full term. And the feeling was that because we had the three-day three week, because the energy uh, unions were, um, like the TNG, were striking and he couldn't get them to agree as Tories often can't so the basic plot of this film is set in a toilet factory of course it is this is carry on we're talking about run by WC Boggs um, played by um, Kenneth Williams and his son is Lewis Boggs WC Lewis played by the sort of misfiring Richard O'Callaghan, who we've seen in Carry On Loving first, and now he's playing a sort of son playboy type. Get with it, daddy-o, kind of thing. Doesn't really work for him. Um, they are producing... Well, they're, they're struggling to keep production up, but that's very difficult because there is a sort of... Suppose now we call him militant, wouldn't we? Um, shop steward in there called Vic Spanner, played by Kenneth Cope, uh, who is... The, the, the workforce know that he has their best interests at heart, but they also know that he's a bit of a dick who is jumped up, and really they would rather he didn't do it. He is He has Bernard Breslau as Bernie Hulk, ha-ha, by his side as kind of muscle, and... Um, they are always looking for a reason to strike. And they get that reason when an order comes in from a, um, a Saudi Arabian family or something like that who want B-Days. And they've never made them before. So what they want is the, um, the foreman, the works foreman, who is Sid James or Sid Plummer, who is desperate not to be called management. He is really well liked and he is the kind of um, lubrication between workforce and management. So he suggests that they should have a dual fitting. You know, so there should be um, there should be two taps. Now that doesn't go down very well because you can't have a waste pipe fitter doing a tap fitter's job and you can't have a tap fitter doing a waste pipe fitter's job. The workforce really want to do it because it's a big order, we'll keep the place open, but that doesn't happen, so they go on strike. Now, in the meantime, you've got 
Jackie Piper, who is Myrtle Plummer, Sid Plummer's um, daughter, who works in the canteen, and who um, Lewis Boggs, Richard O'Callaghan, quite likes and wants to be with, and is courting. And she has been the girlfriend of um, Vic Spanner. So he's desperate to uh, to see where where they're going and, you know, all of that, and asks Bernie to, to shadow them with him. Kind of stalking in a way, but this was 1971. So that's really the story. In the end, what happens is that the women take control. The mothers of those striking workers take control, including um, Vic Spanner's mother, who is... You know she's she's um, she's played by by uh, Rennie Houston, uh, you know, with a kind of strong Irish will. Um, she's Agatha, and she and other um, mothers come down and break that strike. There's your basic story, and they could continue. It could be like a bit of I'm all right, Jack. You know, I'm a trade unionist and. Although I appreciate there was an issue in the 70s, I appreciate that. And this wasn't when um, trade unionism or trade union membership peaked. It peaked at 13 million in 79. This is 71. But I understand and try to take an empathetic view that, you know, it was difficult for management. And you're looking for a balance, aren't you? You know, you're looking for pay differentials, but you're looking for the order book to be full and to be fulfilled. So you're looking for both of those things. I understand that. Would have been really interesting as a side issue. You also have um, Joan Sims is is in here. She's playing Chloe Moore. She's uh, she works in the factory and she's the the wife of the sales uh, salesman for the company who brings the order in. Who's played by um, Bill Maynard in a kind of very doer. Um, let's not have sex anymore kind of way and they are desperate for each other but he is also married to Hattie Jakes and they are both fighting for the um, the affections of a little minor bird or a little budgie should I say that they've bought so you know so so he's so she, the, 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 the extraordinary thing is that while they're talking he likes a bit of a bet on the GGs he hasn't been doing so well and while they're talking through the runners, the Budrigar squeaks at a certain, or chirps, or squawks, chirps is the word I'm looking for, isn't it? At a certain, um, a certain name. And it was the winner from last week. They tried again, it's the winner. And he, he puts money on those, um, on those bets that the, the bird, it's called Cleopatra, has, um, has chirped at and wins a load of money, which he then puts back into the firm. Because he's straddling management and workforce. And actually, he does want to straddle Chloe Moore, but he can't. And, and in the second half of the film, they just decide to do something else. And I think they lose their bottle. And I think they think, well, let's just make it into a carry-on film because... When will management and workforce get together? On the works outing. So let's have them go to the seaside and let's have them all engaging in various, you know, funny turns like 
Sid James pretending to be um, pretending to be a clairvoyant and you know WC Boggs having his having his fortune read and all that and they're all you know they're on a on a um, uh, you know they're they're at the fun fair and all of that and yeah so the second half of the film is means very little to be honest it all culminates with the strike being broken of course but most of that second half is just them getting together to have a, a, a time out, a time away, and then coming back and the same situation is carrying on at the works. It's not full of gags, this. And there is a view that because of the kind of Sid James' lecherousness, is it lecherousness? Yeah, in Carry On Henry which came out the same year, early in the same year, and people were a bit concerned about that in um, in reviews and the like. He's more of a kind of father figure in this, which he is, which is the kind of father figure that he, he, he uh, played in Bless This House, a very successful sitcom that he led, of course. So although he comes back and they have a really... He and, uh, and Joan Sims, who can, both, who can both work very well, have a sort of... Um, you know, I, I, I wish it wasn't like this. I wish we were together. They live next to each other. And, you know, I, I, I really want to. I just want you to know that I really want to. But we can't, can we? There is a lovely moment about if only it could be different, you know? Um, that's very sweet. And you've got people like Patsy Rowlands as Miss Withering who tests out the toilets. Can I get up now, please? That's really lovely. There is a there is a a scene where Bernie drives off or on his on his motorbike, and he's attached to Vic's trousers, which are then pulled off, and all of that kind of stuff. All that's going on, you know. And um, that's about it, I think. You know, there's there's a bit with uh, there's a bit where Bernie. Uh, pals up with uh, Popsy, the now recently sadly departed Margaret Nolan, and uh, he's behind her on how to skelter. He said, "Oh, there's something, there's something sticking in me." And he says, "Oh, oh, oh, it's a, uh, it's my camera." You know, that's that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of that's the kind of basis you get in. You know, it's better in other movies. The gags are better in other movies. I can't think of any other gags here that there were. The budget was absolutely tiny. 220,000, it seems, you know. It's okay. Most of the people are in it, apart from Barbara Windsor isn't there. Charles Autry is in there as a designer, Charles Coote, giving us a very unmemorable performance, and generally it is unmemorable. And... Kenneth Cope will do better in Carry On Matron as a more sympathetic character, but here, as the kind of bolshy shop steward, he just seems like he's doing far too much. And although I understand this is a Carry On film, you really have to have some grounding in some kind of reality. So, I'm afraid it's a four out of five because, as I say, you you can't 
can't really do too much wrong with those characters, but if only they'd had the courage of their convictions, we might have had a much better movie about the struggles of factory and worker. And you don't have to be doer about that. Ta-ta.